Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by these great sponsors. Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. This podcast is also brought to you by Valley Transportation. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 or go to valleytransinc.com for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. This podcast is also brought to you by AgDirect. No matter how you buy your ag equipment from a dealer, auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving iron time and time again. Through the years you'll find us here. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast number 265. This edition of Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by Axon Tire, helping dealers move more iron for the past 100 years. For information, go to axontire.com. What are you in your hand over there, Aaron? Well, funny you should ask. This happens to be their current promotion, a Firestone Ag, very sweet Swiss Forge flashlight with a window breaker. And a bale twine cutter. He or, said it's for seat belts. Or a seat belt cutter. No, yeah, it's for bale twine. <laughs> Either one of those would be great. So if you want one of those, Aaron, how do you get one? Well, anybody who emails marketing at axontire.com fills out their information quick. They will get this knife, and it even comes in a cool little tin box. Yeah, it's nice. fancy. Real fancy. Fancy. And it's a hell of a nice flashlight. So there you go. So you got to do is send an email to marketing at axontire.com. There you go. <coughs> Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. For more information, call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all your trucking needs at Valley Transportation. Our goal is to help you reach yours. <laughs> No matter how you buy your ag equipment, dealer, auction, or private party, uh-huh. AgDirect can finance it. You can be. even apply online at agdirect.com and learn more about your financing options at the same site, agdirect.com. There you go. All right, so this is the, uh, it's, it's that time of the year. It right? is. You've got a million things going on right now. you got planning going on. Most places are starting that up, but... The one... Hopefully most guys are wrapped up. Get close. Most people are getting close. The one thing that this time of the year brings along with it that is ever so um, as hectic, if not, I don't know, crazy time frame, is bailing season, right? It's first yes. cutting. First cutting right now. So depending on where you're at, if you're down south, someplace you probably had two cuttings by now, but... Um, or you're getting ready to go into your second county or something like that. But here, here in, in, the, in the middle of the country, North Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, Nebraska, either are currently going through their first cutting or they are um, getting ready to start the first cutting. And we're out here getting ready to start our first cutting. So yep. 
looking around right now, I mean, we got some pretty timely rains that kind of gave everything a good, a good quick uh, run up. We had, I don't know, two or three inches of rain over the last two weeks or something like that. Yeah. So, so we've had a pretty good, wow, pretty good amount of rain come through in a short Wow, time. that was like, that was, we didn't get that the last year. No, and that, that put us up about three inches for the year, so. Yep. <laughs> so. <laughs> Now, we're back to zero. We were negative for a while. We actually went under zero because yeah. was that April or May? yeah, that was April. Yeah, it was like seventy every day. Yep, and fifty mile an hour yes. winds the whole damn month. It was gross, um, but silly. Nonetheless, we are sitting now in a situation where um, two things are happening. One, you're laying down off um, prairie hay, alfalfa, whatever it is that you're laying down. Um, some guys are looking at doing some like laying down oats or laying down some wheat, those kind of things going into uh, chopping season, those kind of things. So those two things kind of go hand in hand with that first cutting. Not necessarily bailing at all, but you're going to you know, turn some of it into haylage of some sort. Right. Maybe that out there, that situation too. So right now. Regardless of form. Right. It's feed. It's feed. We're cutting feed. Right there now. you go. So as you take a look right now, Aaron, and you see baler market, you see windrower market, you see big square balers, you see um, all these rakes, all that kind of stuff coming into play. Support equipment. Support equipment, there you go. All that stuff starts to play into that. You are, there's as much demand now as there, as there has been. Correct. Um, for, for balers in general. Absolutely. Yep. The, kind of since the first of the year, the used, let me phrase that, good used, uh, three by four, four by four market has been pretty good. Um, it took, it, and you can tell the big square baler is more of the, we use this in irrigated and we sell a lot of this, you know, even right. when you get down to the second or third tier baler, it's still going to that environment. Yes. Absolutely. Whereas the round baler is typically the guy who put that into the round shape is the guy who feeds it to whatever animals he owns. Right. <laughs> right. Round balers were a ghost until mm-hmm. we got these reins. Yeah. Now, now it is yeah. bing, 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 bing. I mean, 535 to 569 or what is it 560r the 569 premiums of 560r right right we sell mostly m's so forgive me yep but uh that market from from a used anything all the way to new is just blasted in the last two weeks yeah yeah and that's that's no kidding i mean it's really taken off and run and you're seeing a significant amount of people that are looking for um that's what I'm looking for here. They're really just looking for that. What, what's they're, they're just looking to upgrade, right? Right. I mean, they've got, well, they've got an opportunity. And, and, and here and you price go. Of hay's high too. I mean, has a lot exactly. Of, you know, Absolutely. Yeah. And what what happens this time of year for a lot of I get to say us for a lot of us that you know the the ranchers that kind of thing do a lot of. You know, they might do a circle of feed, a circle of alfalfa. Everything else is mostly grass. Right. You know, yep. go go chase down the meadows. Those guys have all brought their balers in in the last month for their winter inspections sure. and have them looked at. And that is helping ching, yep. ching, ching the baler market too. Yep. Because those guys are also creating a brand new fresh trade that sure. everybody's going after. So it is a massive... Exodus, yeah, 
of sorts. Yeah, no, no. I think I think you see plenty of of good opportunity uh, in, in the market. I don't, that's the one market that is very seasonal. Oh, absolutely. But that being said, this last couple of years, this you know, this last since this time last spring has not been a, a real downtime in Baylor's. No, no. In winter hours, for that matter, too. Right. Yeah. Well, virtually nothing. Right. But, um, yeah, round balers are typically a every bit of your focus, May and June. Right. If a guy buys one in July, he had problems. Something happened. Yeah. After that, he had problems. Mm-hmm. And then, once they get done, you know, you get to September 1st, zero again. Mm-hmm. Well, park them out back and bring them... Bring them up to the front in April because right. yeah. they ain't going anywhere. Yep. All right, so let's talk a little bit about the difference between the auger, sickle bar, mm-hmm. and the like the rotary. I'm talking like the the platform style right. idea, you know, where you're laying down to pray. Hey, more Disc or sickle. Yeah. So you, are you discing or are you sickling? Which one is it that, that you think? I mean, obviously right now, I mean, it's a it's a rotary head is really kind of even even stepping into the prairie hay marketplace you start to see some, some more action there but that's still the the guy wants the the 35 foot the 30 foot the 18 foot 16 foot whatever it is sickle head that you're seeing come in there more and more of these machines that with the big heads in the front of them with some of these wooden rows and stuff like that with the big 35 and 40 foot draper head and stuff like that you're looking at at something like canola or they're laying down right yeah you know, they're, 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 win, they're wind rowing something hay. right they're wind rowing something but so much more of that stuff's getting to be so much more direct cut that they're, they're, you're starting to see that there's getting to be a bit of a pinch point in there but let's just stick to the to the prairie hay alfalfa just hay know, just straight up hay when you're looking at right now and you want to say guy comes into you with a you know whatever model of of sickle head machine mm-hmm what conversations you having and, and who because it, it seems like the auger head i'm sorry the, the sickle head is, is making just a, a little bit of a comeback the reason for that especially locally well the reason for that is pull up the drought monitor yeah it's true yeah as a sickle man a diehard sickle man that and and that's because i just do grass hay if i was doing it irrigated i'd be doing that stuff at 10 mile an hour auto steer myself but mm. that doesn't happen so the the thing is the reason the sickle is becoming a bigger deal a there's way less of them out there sold new every year right. way 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 less okay you have certain companies that don't make a sickle head mm-hmm. so that shortens the population and then you have the the Basically, what at least three year drought for sure. about the whole western, yeah, third, the of the whole western third of the country. For us, yeah. it's at least two years. Mm-hmm. So, you got all these I'll call them owner operator versus a big commercial guy, right? Your, your owner operator has got a 4890, a 9325 Heston, or whatever it is, right. and it's time to upgrade, and he knows. It hasn't rained. It's droughty, and whatever grows is going to be short. Sure. That's your only option. Right. Because a sickle, there are, I've seen it done, and, yeah, you can change your pitch and change the knife pitch and 
slow the head down and mess with ground speed. But when you are in short grass hay, like, oh, great, this is, this is straight out of my mouth. Ooh, this field's knee high. This will be great. <laughs> you know, right. should be waste. Right. But, right. Um, right. <laughs> you know, that's, that's kind of what you're dealing in. Now, you get the other side of 8135, whatever you want to call it, big difference. You can mow prairie hay all day with that because it rains and it's tall and it's right. growth, yeah. you know. But you get in the mountain and the mountain, the entire mountain time zone, pretty much. It's typically sickle winds grass. Yeah, because even up and, in, and even that's that's why it's just because owner operator light short hay. Mm-hmm. It is what it is, and that's the machine that does the best job in it. Yep, because even in, in the mountain meadows, you know they still use a lot of a lot of augers up there because they have the they have the the moisture up there right but the problem is the elevation so i mean it doesn't it's like you're going to get waist high grass at 10,000 feet you know what well I mean? and you we know. you know just like the the sand hills sure every year that they're laying down hay and the tires are dripping then they have a year where oh god now what yeah yeah and that is why those guys when when they have the years for the disc they typically don't lean that way because when push comes to shove and it's short and light they're going to need the sickle again so okay so let's jump over and talk about the the rotary heads and and what we see happening there with those now you start looking at true production um alfalfa pivot alfalfa and i mean you're talking like you're you're growing high high value high value 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 alfalfa production production, those kind of things two things come into play there one is you've got you're windrowing it either. Speed. <laughs> Speed, a lot of that. But you're doing one of two things. Either you're, you're laying it down to either bale or chop. Right. right? And yep. you see there's two different kinds of variations that come on in the market here of late. You know, and most of them have been around for a long time. But, you know, you've had the rotary head out forever. Uh, you know, you've had um, the triple mount mower tractor situation. Mm-hmm. That's been around forever. It's been in Europe forever. That's been a big thing. U.S. hasn't necessarily been... Um, I, w- I would probably say the last 10 years that really kind of gravitated and took hold. And then That's because one guy out. saw the picture of it in Europe and it yeah. had fat tires. Yeah. They weren't 480 tires. Right. Well, that's never going to work here. <laughs> Why am I supposed to just do This that? is America. We run yeah. two sizes of tires, 480 and 520. <laughs> <laughs> then you have like you know, like the big M, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. That, that deal with it's, you know. That deal. Um, it's a, but that whole concept of laying it down as fast as you can to lay it down and then not necessarily um, run it through a different kind of conditioner and those kind of things to where you're you're really cracking it to really open it up and let it dry out. Where where do you see that traction right now? It, do, where, are, you, are you seeing more people that are saying, hey, you know what, this triple mount mower thing makes a lot of sense because now I've got a, an additional tractor that I can do stuff with uh, depending on what size of machine you're putting it on, right? Or, are you seeing more people still kind of gravitate towards that that 16 foot rotary rotary head okay for that specific issue for the specific um high value production alfalfa guy Mm -hmm. typically still very much windrower heavy where the triple mount seems to shine is the dairy and feedlot 
that do their own yeah. farming, their own feed production, it is the absolute love affair of those guys. Because you have a 300-horse tractor to use on the farm, and you have a 30-foot, 15-mile-an-hour mm-hmm. windrower. Yep. It's perfect. Yep. I think but, also on the same point on that, too, is the guys that are using a triple-mount-style mower aren't necessarily laying it down to bale. Right. They're laying it down to chop into high, into haylage. Yeah, I would say yeah, I would say you're probably I wouldn't say all the way to 70/30, but maybe it's more than it's it's a 50/50 for it, sure. Yeah. Yeah, oh no, I'd yeah. say 60/40. Okay. Minimum. Yep. And I think cause there's there's like there's some back home there's some big alfalfa outfits out there and they've got you know five or six rotary uh, rotary heads out there running around and they're they're bailing some of it they're chopping some of it i mean it just depends on what it is right so it's all running across the same the same platform but they have it seems like to me that the the rotary head we see a lot more action in areas where it rains a lot or heavily irrigated areas right oh yeah yes and then even like even in the areas where they're doing like uh you know, we've seen some guys out with corn stalks, you know, doing it, doing the rotary head with the corn stalks. You've seen some guys out there doing those kind of things where they're they're just kind of scraping it around to see what they can come up with. Yeah. I've I've seen that too, and the, the thought is that the vacuum of that head will suck a lot of it up. It's not a good idea. It's a good way to wear everything out. Yeah, it's kind of what That's about it. Because yeah. you're just running something, you're just... Uh, so much dirt so much much dirt dirt. but you know on to the how like feed okay sedan sedan grass um you know pearl millet whatever that any anything can go cut alfalfa okay my x300 will go make an alfalfa field look pretty yeah but yeah. what were those things really shine? And I think this is probably why the uh, uh, even a custom hay guy for for sure the the owner operator sure. farmer producer rancher guy. Yep. But even even a custom guy that isn't that isn't the we have twelve circles of premium dairy alfalfa. Not that guy, but like you know Joe Blow custom guy that does everything. Those guys typically love that rotary because that is where they really, really, really shine. Yeah. Because of the power. They have so much power. And it kills me that this header, when it's down on the ground, is just a steel hood that is, what, three, two feet, two and a half? It's not three feet tall, the front of that hood. Oh, no. It's two Two feet tall, two and a half feet tall. And you can shove eight foot shit into that, yeah. and it just whoop. Yep, yep. Don't stick your hand in there, Billy. That's <laughs> 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 Didn't know turtle shells could bite. Hey, hey, they and they will. They will bite you good. All right, last topic. Cause I know you got to get going. Can't not talk about you know the hundred and fifty to two hundred horsepower tractor when we're talking about hay. So right. Right now, that that's a that's a, a big. Uh, that's been a, a pretty steady supply of machines. It it yeah. was the I'll I'll tweak that a little bit, hundred and twenty to hundred and eighty. 
Okay. Okay. That that tractor was the one tractor from January to April you could buy. Yeah. It was. Now you got a better chance of getting an eight or nine bot than that one. Yeah. That's that's that. <laughs> yeah. Because you know we we have. That, that's a big bread and butter tractor sure. for us. Oh, yep, we do a lot of them. I was able to move a couple of them, and our you know, y- you just think that guys, you know, mm-hmm. they're these are still made in a factory too. They still have supply issues. Right. You know, like now is the time. Some of our hay guys, I'm like, hey, you know, do you guys know? I can get loader tractors now. I'm not going to be able to later. Well, it's later. Right. Hey, can you check on this one yeah. for me? I'm like, yep. Yes. Yep. There's not... It, the loader side of it, the grapple side of it, loader-grapple combination, that those those machines are, like you said, one of the one of the core functions of what we do out here because uh, we do so much you know, cattle production out here. We do so much... The beef hay. state. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they call it the beef state. But you have plenty of opportunity to, to really see to some things shake loose out here. So, to me, I, I'm unlike unlike other lines of equipment. And like like you just said, no, it's hard to find one. But there's going to be enough supply of those machines to start trickling back in. That but it all goes back to supply and availability coming out of the factory, just like everything else is. But this is the one part that is neat with the mechanical front loader tractor. It actually is helped by the thing that hurts combines, right? We don't have planter problems anymore because people don't load up planters and go down the trail, right. you know, because the harvester business is what sure. is what floods combine population. Department of Roads mowing. Sure, yeah. Saving grace for yeah. those, yeah. for that loader tractor. Because whatever business, and they hit at a different time. Yeah, they do. They, they yeah. hit when they're done. Right. We're done. Come get it. Get it out of here, you yeah. know, or bring it back. And it it keeps that trickle all sure. the time. You typically in the couple months ago, early, early spring, it's super hot for those, you know, calving season. Sure. Like we're, we're feeding every single day with this and... We need to upgrade loader tractors. That's kind of when that happens, or if you get a real hard cold winter, <laughs> that yeah. that that's good on loader tractor upgrades too. But um, they those hit, you know, kind of for your going into year end buying, and you yep. know, you get that they yep. they show up in the fall when it's a it's a new flush, and here we go. Yep, absolutely. No, yeah, it's it's definitely uh, one of those. That whole spectrum of of hay tools, you know, whether it's the, the Ford side of it or whether it's the Baylor side of it, but that things that kind of make it all run together kind of all hinge around that that loader tractor, right? Because you get you're moving bales with it, you're moving your your bell carrier, it does everything. It is. Yeah, it does everything for on a livestock side. first. Even if the guy farms, but a livestock first mindset operation, the main loader tractor is even more important than his pickup. Yep, absolutely. Okay. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good stuff as usual, man. Uh, I think that's a pretty good place to stop. So, Aaron, if you had folks want to reach out to you and get more information about what you got going on, what's best way to do that? Several, several options. Well, good. Call good me, option. text me, 308-760-1193. Email me, 
Aaron.Fintel at movingironllc.com. I am on Facebook. I am pretty active on Twitter at Aaron Fintel and also on LinkedIn. So throw a dart at a board. We'll be there. Right on. I'm Casey Seymour. You can find me on at Moving Iron LLC on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, the Moving Iron Podcast on LinkedIn, and also the Moving Iron Podcast YouTube channel, obviously on YouTube. So check that out. Um, if you're interested in seeing the videos of what we do here and, and the guests that we've got on, uh, make sure you check that out over there. If you're interested in seeing more information about the Moving Iron Podcast, go to movingironllc.com. You'll get the entire library of the Moving Iron Podcast, all the blogs that I've written, as well as all the information for the Moving Iron Summit coming up here in Nashville, Tennessee, September 6th, 7th, and 8th. If you're interested in coming to that, if you're a dealer of any kind, shape, size, doesn't matter. If you're interested in coming to that, hit me up at Moving Iron Podcast at movingironpodcast.com, and I can get you more information uh, about that. Um, if, if you don't need any more information, you can sign up right there. All the agendas and speakers and, and times and costs and all that stuff are right there on the website. So with that, I am Casey Seymour with Aaron Fennell. Let's go with some iron folks. Out. Axon Tire is going to have more tips, tricks, and client advice throughout the year and in September at the Moving Iron Summit in Nashville. If you're looking to sign up for the event, please head over to movingironllc.com. We hope to see you there. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 or go to valleytransitinc.com for all of your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. And no matter how you buy ag equipment from a dealer, auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. Moving higher